Welcome, everyone. You're listening to A Night at the Roundtable, and we're coming to you live from bbsradio.com, Station 2. My name is Caroline Oceana Ryan, and I'm one of your co-hosts for the evening. I'm an author and channeler, and I'm here with my absolutely brilliant co-hosts, Energy Healer and Randy Miller, sorry, Energy Healer, Randy Miller, Psychic Medium and Soul Historian, Omina McGee, our Faction 3 White Knights, Rama Berkowitz and Tara Green, and our panelists, Penny Christofferson and Micah Green. So this is going to be a discussion evening, a roundtable discussion. And, um, you know, it's a very interactive show. Please do call in if you've got a question or a comment for any of the co-hosts. It doesn't have to be exactly about what we're discussing at that moment, just something you want to bring up. So please do call in if you'd like. The numbers to call for Station 2 are 888-429-5471. That's 888-429-5471 or 323-744-4841. And again, that's 323-744-4841. And if you're dialed in, as they say, uh, in terms of listening to the show live when it's on the internet at BBC, bbsradio.com, sorry, station two, um, you'll see the numbers right there on, uh, on the webpage. So to start us off today, we're going to have a short meditation from our wonderful friend, Omina McGee. So, okay, Omina, I'll pass a talking stick to you. Okay, thank you, Caroline. And I invite everyone, anyone listening in the audience, or you may listen at a later date, invite everyone to join in this divine healing and to have set your own intention as you get comfortable, wherever you are, your intention where you want healing to go out into the universe to a particular person, place, or thing or animal, whatever that may be, while you're receiving it, that you send it out as you receive it. So I know you're not all lying on your back, but if if you, you don't have to be lying on your back, but you most certainly can imagine that you are. And you're very comfortable. You're allowing your body so that you feel square and straight Hands resting loosely beside you. Breathe deeply and relax. Close your eyes. Sense your body and its weight. If it feels uneven, move until your weight feels equal all over. So if you're a little uncomfortable, keep shifting around until the gravity grounds you and you are nice and comfortable. If you have any illness going on in your body, sense that too. Any pains, aches, whatever you might want to call it. Breathe deeply. Say your own little personal prayer. It could be of protection. Invite who you want in there and asking for God or whatever your higher power belief is for healing. And I'm going to remind you when you ask for the healing, please be open to receiving it. Recognize your tension by feeling the aches and pains of your body. 
acknowledge any stress that's in your body from the day or from the week or from the life, whatever. Breathe deeply and surrender this stress and tension to your higher self, to God, to your guides, your higher belief system. Envision God's white light as a giant hand over your head. That's his one big hand. Watch it as it resonates, an electric blue ray over you, saturating your entire being and healing you on all levels. Your spiritual, mental, emotional, physical. Watch your physical body relax as you begin to breathe slowly and deeply. And watch all the aches and pains and worries of the day, of the life, of the week, leaving you. You continue to breathe deeply and watch this electric blue ray turn golden and enter the area to be healed. Visualize that with your intention that this beautiful gold enter wherever you're sending your healing out to, to a person, to a place, to a thing, to a committee, to whatever it is that you want it to be. With the intention of surrendering the will of God and his pleasures in healing you. The universe cannot say no when you ask for healing. All you have to do is be open to receiving it. See the diseased matter in a place or a thing or the disruption, whatever that may be, being washed out, being changed, either through your body or through the visual you have in your eyes of wherever that is, where it disintegrates and turns to gas. Breathe deeply and allow yourself to listen to the music of the heavens because you can hear it. Continue to breathe deeply and allow your mind to observe the entire healing process that takes place. Open your third eye to that. If you can't see it, imagine. Imagine what it is you want, have healed for others and yourself. You take a minute or two to do that, observe, or whatever length of time it takes. Know that when it is completed, you will clearly see an improvement or a total change of energy in that place, person, or thing, or within you. Now that the healing process is completed, allow yourself the luxury of being in visual contemplation of a safe haven. When you are relaxing, breathe slowly and allow yourself to drift. You can't go to sleep, but you most certainly can do, use this later. You're not going to sleep. But you can breathe in with the conscious knowledge that this healing work will continue throughout the night, throughout the next day, throughout the week. All you have to do is activate the divine healing during your day if you have someone you want to send it to or some place or whatever it is that your heart desires. Just ask for that 
divine healing and it will be given and visualized where you want to send it. Amen. So when you're ready, you can come back into your body, your physical body, shake it up a little bit, move around, whatever it takes, knowing that you've sent out divine healing because it is within your power to do so. Amen. Very beautiful. Thanks so much, Omina. I, you know, uh, once I got started, I kept thinking of more and more issues and more and more people I wanted to put in that healing light. And it's just a beautiful idea. And I think it's something we could probably do each day. Absolutely. You can start your day off. You can, you can, it's amazing when you think about, if you think about a whole lot of bunch of issues, they all have something in common. So yeah. then you can preface it by saying, all issues just disturbing. Yeah. Put it into the light. To, and make sure that the blue ray is there and then the golden ray so that it will transmute that energy. Well, what's interesting about bringing in the blue and then the gold is that that creates the green, the emerald green, which is extremely healing. Well, that um, is the healing. Yeah, the green yeah. ray is the healing ray. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the Blu-ray, you know, th- that kind of calls in divine justice and equality as well, which well, the, uh, yes. is a huge area. So oh, really lovely. Thank you so much, Amina. The golden ray is the highest of all healing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. blue ray is the power. Yeah. It gives you the power to heal. So, yeah. Mm. Okay. Terrific. Thank you so much. My You're friend. welcome. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Um, you know, we usually go around and do an energy update. So, um, and we're wanting not to go on too long with those, but <laughs> um, if anyone would like to jump in, um, let me see. I don't know if Micah has an update from the Cash Foundation or Brand would like to give one, you know. Greetings. To you. Thank you, Caroline. Hi, yes, I'll of jump course. in. I, I okay. don't have a too long of a report for tonight, but um, I, I've been very, very busy uh, doing a lot of work where I am living here. I've been in the garden. I have to plant the garden for the year, and I'm kind of caretaking these amazing people's home here. They've been giving me a blessing to kind of just stay here while they're in Mexico. Anyhow, I've been very busy getting gardens planted, and then I was out working today, getting wood and trying to just keep busy and stay active and uh, and not too much focused on like screens or TVs or any of that stuff. I've been trying to, uh, you know, sort of um, distance myself from all of that, especially like I don't even, I, I don't pay attention to any mainstream anything at all anymore. I won't even watch it or it's not, it doesn't interest me at all because I feel like the more that we focus our energy and our thoughts on just like nature and, and the beauty of this world, because it is absolutely magnificently beauty, beautiful if you if you can go out and find the nature and be, uh, if you can get away from like, even if you're in the city or something, 
go out of the city. Get get far away for a little while. It's summertime if you can go camping or something like that and have a fire and be by a river or or a waterfall or a lake or go swimming in the lake or something like that. If you can do that, I, I that's my recommendation to all of our listeners uh, right now. And uh, as far as the Kesh Foundation, I can tell you that they had an incredible uh, opening, like they had all been telling us June 6th was the day. And it happened. And I still have to catch up because there's testimonials. And I think Randy can probably share a little more on that with our listening audience. And and that's my report for today. And thank you so much. I pass the talking stick back to you, Caroline. Wonderful. Thank you, Micah. Absolutely uh, terrific advice <laughs> to step away from the media, which is a little hard right now in the U.S. because of this select committee hearing on the January 6th insurrection. Um, it's, uh, it's pretty breathtaking at times, but um, excellent advice to step away from all of the noise and connect with our beautiful Mother Earth. So thank you so much. Um, and you're, you're probably in a prime spot for that being up way up north in Canada. So, um, yeah, wonderful. Um, Penny, have you got an update for us or any insight you'd like to share? Yes, I do. Thanks, Caroline. It's just a very um, short one. I've been having some talks with some other people on the on the list. And um, I, what I'm seeing is uh, the beginnings of a shift in the way and the kinds of things that are being talked about. Yes, we have to finish up with COVID and people are doing that. And of course, January the 6th is being taken care of. But now what I, some of the material that I, I uh, took down today off different sites has to do with looking forward and the kind of, the kind of, uh, in fact, the, the most interesting of all of the articles was about a uh, Yemenis women, Yemenis American women who've been active, very active, uh, Sudanese, I'm sorry, Sudanese. And they've been very, very active in, um, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, they've been very active in uh, getting uh, uh, people aware of what's going on in the Sudan and uh, so on. And uh, the, the move now, this, there's a bill in front of the House, I guess, in the United States about withdrawing some American aid f- for this, um, for the war. Anyway, there's changes coming there. And the, the organization that these women have built is very inspiring. And uh, the people who are involved uh, in at the core people are the people whose families are most affected in their home countries, but they're, they're gathering other people are, are coming with working with them. And they're finding that um, there's all kinds of groups are willing to join with them. And there's a lot of gathering together and sharing goals and sharing strategies and, and sharing how to's. And so on, and um, it's it's a it's a refreshing change. It's pointing to Nasara and beyond. I think is what I'm trying to say. So some of those articles I'll be sending them out in the next couple of days. 
but I was quite inspired by finding them. One of them was uh, a, a website to look at is Waging Nonviolence. And um, they, have some, they have some very powerful stuff and very powerful people um, doing things very, very quietly, getting into good trouble, I think, is what they were uh, talking about in one of the articles. Getting into good trouble, as Dr. King said. So I'm, I'm just saying that that kind of energy is, is coming to the fore now. And um, it's, it's time to be looking at that in terms of um, cleaning up the earth and helping the galactics and doing our share and so on and so forth. So I'll be putting those out soon. So that's the end. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you, Penny. I agree. All of this is a beautiful conscious movement toward Nasara's enactment. And I think a beautiful response to how awakened people are with these energies pouring in to be more actively engaged, more proactive in terms of planting positive action and word into the earth and into human consciousness with their own lives, with their yes. own groups and communities. Absolutely wonderful. Well, so and, and, the, and the one and a very critical piece of it is that the men are as much involved as the women are. The women are leading, but the men are right there, and and yes. that is is uh, that is so encouraging. Yes, it absolutely is. Absolutely. Thank you so much for okay. sharing that. Really lovely. Thank you. And so, um, I don't know, Randy, do you have an energy update that you'd like to offer us? I'll pass that stick to you. Thank you, Caroline. Well, Mother Earth always knows what's best for her and all the inhabitants on it. So, irregardless of what the climate people say, Mother Earth has been around for millions and millions and billions, who knows how many years. It doesn't matter. What matters is the fact, I'll tell you one little thing. Mount Etna has already put out more than 10,000 times the CO2 into the atmosphere than mankind has in our entire time on Earth. But don't worry. There's a scam about in the works to tax you for your minuscule footprint to make sure that we can fix this. That's so insane our so-called leaders are. They don't understand Mother Nature. They don't understand that what they are doing is making Mother Nature work harder to clean up the mess that man is making. Man is destroying more things than Mother Nature ever will. So I had to laugh today as I watched some politician say she really didn't care about the price of gasoline as she drove in her electric car, not understanding how much environment was damaged making the battery or that electric car, and how much oil and gas was consumed with the machines that made all that stuff. Now, as Micah had said, Mr. Cash fired up the flight simulation units on the 6th of June. I sent Penny the YouTube of the three-hour, or just close to just about four hours, 
of testimonies of the people that took the flights. One lady went to Jupiter. She went all over the universe. Another man went all over the place. And realize that these machines, the moment you get inside it, and the moment you touch it, your soul is the captain. There's no guidance systems. There's no electronics. It's only you. You are the captain of that flight. So you can go wherever you'd like. And it's pretty amazing to listen to what happened to the different kinds of people. So, in November, by November, Mr. Cash is going to have his own satellite. If I understand things correctly, he's going to have his own satellite in the air where you download an app on your telephone, you link up to Lintz from your phone, and away you go. So, by that time, who knows what's going to happen? Maybe we're going to have some visitors on a stage with a big curtain, and they're going to make a few announcements. So we realize that everything that's happening around us, we have to look at the positive. There's always going to be negative things because we're in a dual-plane planet, and we're in the process of changing that. We can't change things in a flash. It takes time. So, I can tell you from personal experience, if you want some healing, use the little word ask. Ask, and it shall be given, or some little statement like that. It's the oldest thing around for thousands of years. Ask your guides for help. Ask your higher self for help, and you will get it. You will get it. But make sure that you're in a space that you're comfortable enough that you can receive it. If you have to get away, as Micah said, get away from the TVs, the cell phones, and all screens, and get out into nature. I went out this morning, and I had coffee with Jack the Squirrel. I met Jack's wife. She didn't stay around very long. She took off over to the trees, and Jack's standing there, and I said, Jack, like, you know, like, why is your wife taking off? And he just stood there, and he looked at me. But every day I interact with that squirrel, he's getting more and more, I don't, what's the word? He's looking at you. He's recognizing that you're speaking to him, not only verbally, but mentally as well. Because you send animals pictures. That's how you telepathically communicate with animals. Send them one picture at a time. Pictures. So today I sent him a picture of a peanut. And his head picked up. I said, peanuts, lots of peanuts. I sent him the pictures. It looked his head, and then he took right off. So I'm going to go get that squirrel some peanuts. Okay, that's my energy report for tonight. I pass the talk and stick back to you, Caroline. <laughs> okay. <laughs> going to be a very happy little squirrel. All right. Thanks, Randy. And um, let's see who hasn't given their report yet other than Ramantara. Um, gosh, I'm sorry. I'm going blank. Um, Omina, did you give uh, your energy update? I'm sorry. 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. Just um, going slightly the, the energies, The energy in the world is affecting all of us like that. Yeah. I had very interesting experience in my travels this past week. And honestly, I wasn't sure what conscious mind I belonged to. Because I encountered the low conscious, the mid conscious, the super conscious, the subconscious. And I was with friends and I'm just being who I am. I smile at everybody. I say hello to everybody. I talk to everybody. We get into a cab and I talk to the cab, the cab driver and have a conversation with him. And I'm getting looked. How can you be doing that? You're not supposed to do that. I ignore those kind of things. And the other part was. I'm, I, we're standing, I'm standing there in a lot of traffic and this beautiful tall man, this beautiful tall black man comes along with two babies in, in, in his, in a, you know, stroller. They look like twins. They were absolutely gorgeous. And I just said to him, you have beautiful babies. And the big smile went on his face and he said, thank you. And somebody who looked at me turned around and says, you're not supposed to talk to people. And I go, why not? I love babies. When they're beautiful, babies are, all babies are beautiful to me. I tell parents to have beautiful babies. That's what I do. So it was really interesting with everything. And I realized part of the problem with the world, we're all operating on different levels of consciousness. That's part of the problem. We're on different levels of consciousness. Wherever we are on our learning curve, people are, people want everything, but they're not open to everything. That's the whole thing. They want peace. They want this. They want that. But when you look at them and you look at how people behave, they're not anywhere near open. Because if you open up to the universe, you're going to experience the beauty of the universe. Sometimes it's in the cab driver. Sometimes it's in the babies. Sometimes it's in the adult taking care of the babies. Sometimes it's the poor guy that's home and sitting on the street, but he's got a big smile on his face. Most people ignore that. But you've no idea what you're missing when you don't connect with that soul. With that level. I don't know if they're miserable. I just see a happy face. And they're smiling back at me. I have no problem smiling at them. Because our smile. And our expression. It carries amazing power. And remember that. When you're out there amongst people. It's like being out in human nature. Think of them as the birds. Think of them as the squirrels. Think of them as the animals running free. Because we're animals too. And what's happening in the world is with all this level of consciousness and people get to where they don't know what to do, they're leaving the earth any way they can. And the rise in violence is part of that. They take the opportunity to leave in the midst of all the violence, those souls do. Because if you don't grow, you go. It's been unbelievable. The, the gun violence has been unbelievable in this country. The violence all over the world is unbelievable. 
I keep sending the golden disc to everybody. Whatever journey they decide to do, decide to leave the earth or stay on the earth, send the healing because it's going to help their path. If it helps their path, it helps my path. It helps your path. It helps all our paths to see if we can raise the consciousness to the same level. That's my report. Hand back the stick to you, Caroline. Thank you, Omina. You make some very beautiful points there. And I hope people really absorb that. And, um, you know, uh, it's, I feel almost a demanding thing for me at times not to judge someone's path as sort of why in the world would they do that? Why would they behave that badly? And other times I wish they would just sort of wake up or, you know, realize this or that. And you, you can't just jump in that way. We've got to just respect everybody's path is sacred and go and send them, send them love from wherever they are right now. Send them exactly. light. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That golden disc is wonderful. So yeah, uh, Caroline, uh, can I just yes, add yes. another statement? Yes, of um, course. It's, it's, it's in regard to what Omina was saying about smiling at people. I've been noticing that there's still quite in our area, there's still a mixture of people who are masking and unmasking. But what I've noticed a lot is that the people, when I look at uh, people with a mask on, and I'll smile at them too, they, they're trying to smile. They are smiling behind their mask, but you have to see it in their eyes. You don't necessarily see it on your face. And yeah. old people, older people in particular, are, are very, I, th- I think, grateful or happy to be recognized. And that's something that um, we should um, be aware of, too. It's, you know, babies and so on are, are beautiful, and I'm with Omina on that. But I think we have to pay special attention to the older folks who are, are a little bit lost. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's an excellent point, Penny. Um, and I have, over the past year or so, maybe because I'm not getting any younger, but I've started to realize how marginalized older folks are. Um, and so are children in a way. And um, yes. really go out of my way to show respect and to chat with people now, um, uh, particularly older folks. And yes, uh, really lovely, really wonderful to, uh, to be able to offer that. And I agree with Omina also, I should say, uh, I also love to, to say to someone, uh, oh, what a beautiful child, or just to smile at the little one, um, because parents are frazzled, you know, they're not always <laughs> in the grocery store, they're not always in the best mood, and um, I just kind of send light. Um, it's obvious sometimes the children are with a caregiver, a grandparent, whomever, who's not really very good with children, and um, you just send light. And say to the to this the higher self, the the inner self of that child, um, all is well. You are made of pure light. You are powerful, and you are here to do beautiful things. And uh, without you know feeling, we have to heal everyone and carry everyone's energies with us. So yeah, beautiful, very beautiful. Thank you, uh, Penny and Omina. Yeah. So um, alrighty, Rama and Tara. If you would like to give an energy update, and then if you want to go from there to uh, Rama giving his latest news update, that would be completely wonderful. So we'll pass that multicolored quexacuadal 
<laughs> fairy dust uh, tin stick to you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Caroline. you. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All these very, very cool reports. Yes. Um, the thing that ex- I experienced the strongest to this last week, Rama, with the sharing is that Rama got this uh, hit to go and visit a friend of his that he hasn't really done so for years. Yeah. Many, many, many years. She lives in Santa Fe. And it happened to be on the same day that Mr. Cash did his flight simulation. So, you know. That was last Monday? Yeah. Well, it's Monday. Okay. I guess. Uh, well, I don't think so. I have to look. Yeah. I think it was on Mo- Maybe it, it was on Monday. It's moving that fast. Oh, my gosh. But um, anyway, tell people about her. Okay. Um, first up, I'm going to say what's going on right now on the larger story. Um with the January 6th hearings that are going on. Um, this has not happened since Watergate. And I watched Watergate, and most of it at that time. Some of us out in the various realms weren't on the planet, but might have been in the ethers, ethers at that time when the Watergate hearings were going on. But this is a huge deal with what's happening because um, an attempted coup happened on January 6th. And it's a big deal because, um, like I say, in a certain way, our republic is hanging by one of Superman's hairs. It's that close. It's true. And... Uh, the, you know, where do you go from here? And my papers are not in order, and <laughs> I'm not going to be talking to any Gestapo folks. And <laughs> but I'm just saying it, it is an intense time to be alive. And the yeah. um, police capital capital police officer who is speaking right now. She was the first one to get severely hurt. She was picked up and thrown as hard as they could on the pavement by (coughs) one of the, uh, I think it was the Oath Keeper or Proud Boy, I'm not sure. Hmm. But uh, I'm just saying she had severe brain injury from that hit on the pavement. But she's out there talking. She looks all right with me. I think she had quite a few surgeries. But um, the the whole situation I was saying a little earlier to Wilmina that it's much deeper than even the story of what happened on the 6th. You know, like the, the issue is that um uh, how can we say this that 
as a as a species, as human beings, um, the energies that are coming in now are challenging us to uh, choose a deeper relationship with ourselves and others, and and the society is. Uh, it's like that gentleman that walked up to that uh, to um, to Almeida and said, "You're not supposed to talk to people. You're not supposed to talk to people." And I mean, living in Santa Fe—that's kind of not—that doesn't happen in Santa Fe, does it? Um, I could say. No, that doesn't happen. No, that that's like very foreign, but um, in bigger cities. Yeah, there's that um, yeah. sense of you got to keep your own autonomy or, you know, don't encroach on my space, so to speak. Yeah. When you're on the subway or the tubes or the buses, but uh, I will <laughs> just say. So finish, finish, finish. Uh, her name is Sister Rosa. And Sister Rosa is 105 years old. Yes. And Rob is going to read about her when he gets to the Monday report, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but it's pretty phenomenal. Um she only eats spirulina and three different kinds of mushrooms, the uh, cordyceps, the reishi, and the shiitake, shiitake primarily. And this uh, immortalis that we talked about uh, quite a bit ago. Uh, and she can, um, she can, what do you call it? When you do an arm she wrestle, arm wrestled me and put my arm down quicker than I could even think. This lady is strong at 105, and she walks 10 to 15 miles a day. And I'm pretty strong in my arms; I can lift, you know, close to 100 pounds if I really push it. But this lady is strong, and she is spunky. Yeah, and I just thought that's. That's something to to know, uh, and and um, as Rama will read, she said, "You showing up because she knows Rama's Ashtar's son, because I've been waiting for your father for forty years," uh, and she pretty much says it in there. So let's let's just see that Rama can share these reports, but she yeah, pretty much she's- is saying that we're. Uh, just about ready to get a visit, all of us. Yes, and I just want to put my... Ask our command, anyway. I just want to put my heart on my sleeve and say we do need help with gas and food and basics, and we got three bills coming, and it's a challenge. And, okay, this is Friday, the Dalai Lama. Many of the problems we face are of our own creation. They come about because of lack of compassion. That's why I'm dedicating 
dedicated to promoting both compassion and nonviolence in a secular context grounded in reason. And this is Friday. I received the call today from Eben O'Reilly, a friend of the King of Swords. It was 11.07 a.m. Evan said to me, Lord Rama, I am an international art dealer. I know about the 13 families' finances, and I am also a friend of the Sasquatch people. I live in Dublin, Ireland, and I travel around the Arctic Circle, and I go in and out of portals. I have had many contacts with the galactics. It is time we learn to get along with each other. We have a very ancient, rich, and varied his story and her story on the planet, Mother Gaia. My task is to share the wisdom of these very ancient cultures that surround the Arctic Circle. Contrary to your history books, there was a huge civilization here in the Arctic Circle. It was called Hyperborea. And the whole story about this civilization will be coming out very momentarily. It is a part of full disclosure. See you in the light of the most radiant one. Satnam, Namaste, Blaze of Violet Fire. Hyperborea is considered a mythological place in many references. Also remember the story of Anastasia by Vladimir Migray, published by Ringing Cedars. And this is Saturday. Um, I went and got a treatment today from Ranamu at 10.30 a.m. I got on the bio bed and the lasers came out of the ceiling. All of the technology Ranamu has is sentient. And I, by now, the lasers just know who I am. Ranamu used three lasers on me. Platinum, gold, and emerald green. She worked with me for approximately 30 minutes. After the completion of my treatment, Ranamu said to me, Lord Rama, we are at the end of this story. Expect our galactic friends to be taking the airwaves at any time. All we are saying is give peace a chance, place the violent fire. And this is Monday, June 6th. Satisfaction is characterized by inner peace. It arises from generosity, honesty, and what I call ethical conduct, a way of behaving that respects others' right to be happy. Okay, was was that the, the Dalai Lama again, Rama? Yes. Okie doke. Sorry, carry on. Okay. And this is Monday. 
I got a wild hair up my nose and went to visit <laughs> Sister Rosa. Sister Rosa is the local psychic tarot reader and master astrologer. She has been around Santa Fe for as long as I have since 1980, 41 years. Yet Sister Rosa is 105 years wise. And she can out arm wrestle me to this day. <laughs> it, it's it's quite a challenge. She lives on mushrooms such as cordyceps, reishi, and shiitake, as well as spirulina and the immortalis formula. Continue. Leave that kitty alone. Okay. We have issues going on. (laughs) Sister Rosa sat me down today and said to me, Lord Rama, you are going to lay out the cards for me today. It was 11.34 a.m. So I laid the cards out and Sister Rosa said to me, Lord Rama, from these cards, it looks to me as though your father is going to be showing up at any time now. I have been waiting for your father for over 40 years. The fact that you are here today, Lord Rama, tells me it is time to talk with the captain. Then Sister Rosa went into the other room and brought out a three-foot-long crystal wand. Sister Rosa said, Lord Rama, put your hands on this and focus on Ashtar, and I will do the same. Then the crystal began to vibrate. Sister Rosa said, when it vibrates, it makes a tone. This tone can actually be heard by your ears. Rama, it was a very high pitched but subtle tone. I could feel Ashtar's presence. Sister Rosa continued, Lord Rama, go and spread the message that your father's arrival is extremely imminent. See you in the light of the most radiant one, Satnam Namaste Blaze of Violet Fire. And this is a note. I have seen the Ashtar command growth three-foot crystals like this one in the picture in the labs on the New Jerusalem. This is not exactly three feet in the report, but it's a representation of how long the crystals, you know, they grow them for various industrial purposes on the the ships. On the New Jerusalem? Yes. A beautiful thing like that? Yes, it's part of the engineering. I guess you need to watch a little more Star Trek. Oh, my God. (laughs) That thing is so gorgeous. Go ahead. Continue. Rama's visit, my visit with Sister Rosa, falls on the same day as Mr. Cash's event in Linz, Austria. Um, This the uh, space travel simulation and let's just say 
you know, I know that when you get in devices like this and you focus your consciousness with the energy field contained within the craft, it will take you where you want to go. I have seen some of these various modules or craft on one time on um, Captain Soltech's ship, the Phoenix, another time on uh, my mother's ship, Lady Master Athena, another time on Andromeda Rex's ship, who was part of the Ashtar Command. What's Athena's ship called? The, the, the Dove. Dove. And what's Andromeda Rex's ship called? Oh, I can't remember the name of his craft. Okay. Yeah. But, um, and oh, you've seen them grown on the uh, New Jerusalem. Yes, I have. This is Tuesday. I received a text message from Lady Natasha today at 12.05, early this afternoon. She said to me, Lord Rama, Russia's winning this fiasco in Ukraine. The Western media has turned Putin into a pariah, an outcast in society. This Putin the Western media speaks of is the lookalike placed into the public eye by the world's oligarchy, both over here and over there. Regarding the issues going on in the United States about guns, I have two words for them. Ethnic cleansing. America began as a slave corporation. St. Germain gave the founding fathers the wisdom from the sacred teachings of those. Hermes Thrice Majestic, both names refer to Ascended Master Katumi, world teacher. Before the Articles of Confederation were being formed, General George Washington had a visit from some green men, literally, at Valley Forge. These were the praying mantis people from Arturus. They shapeshifted into green men in order not to completely startle the good general. We are in a very crucial time. It is about loving kindness for all the people of Earth. This is how we create peace and full disclosure. This is what His Holiness the Dalai Lama talks about every day. What His Holiness does is good trouble, like he does with his friend, Archbishop Dendron Tutu. Desmond. Desmond Tutu. And he's doing it from the other side. And His Holiness is doing it from this side. Mm -hmm. And as Dr. King has described, get yourself into some good trouble. See you in the light of the most radiant one. We are very close to having a face-to-face meeting with the captain. Satnam Namaste Blaze the Violet Fire. This is uh, Wednesday. I received a call from Rosa of Palestine at 11.37 a.m. Oh, it was Wednesday. Okay. 
She said to me, Lord Rama, the Israeli defense forces are getting more brutal by the day. I have been calling all of heaven in. The murder of Shireen Abu Akhla, the journalist from Al Jazeera in East Jerusalem, near Al Aska Mosque, is being looked into by the International Criminal Court as a war crime. Mm-hmm. Please place all of this in the circle of support. I have been meeting with other galactic visitors from the Sirius Star System. And they are helping the Palestinian refugees with food, medicine, and basic necessities by various interventive means. The world was shocked by the recent deliberate killing of and by his by an Israeli sniper, a veteran Al Jazeera journalist, Shireen Abu Akla. However, over 50 journalists have been killed by apartheid Israel in the last two decades. Careful analysis reveals that apartheid Israel leads the world by far in terms of average number of journalists killed per 10 million of population per year. Self-respecting journalists worldwide must report this shocking fact. Palestinian-American journalist Shireen Abu Akwa worked as a reporter for Al Jazeera for 25 years and was one of the most foremost reporters in the Middle East for her decades of reportage on the apartheid Israel occupied. Palestinian territories. Today, Rosa introduced me to a Palestinian musician. He wishes to call himself Mr. Ramses, after the Egyptian pharaoh King Ramses. He sings and plays an Arabic oud, a string instrument similar to a lute. And then there's a song you can go and listen to the oud. Every day I am having dreams of Captain Astar briefing us. I will be seeing you soon. I have a way of creating a face-to-face meeting on my phone now. See you in the light of the most radiant one. Satnam, namaste, place of fire. This is today. I received a text message from Tom the cat and sweet Angelique the cat at 12.05 p.m. very early this afternoon. Sweet Angelique said to me, Lord Rama, we were at Stonehenge again for sunrise this morning. The energies are way up there. You have to be numb not to feel them. There were three men, two British and one Moroccan, all mercenaries who were put on trial today in eastern Ukraine in a Ukrainian proxy court, which no international court recognizes. Through this court, they were sentenced to death. 
for killing civilians. Both Britain and Morocco rejected the verdict. This is a larger drama which has to do with the wrestling match between the oligarchs of the eagle and the oligarchs of the bear. (laughs) It's a big deal. More and more stories are coming out about our galactic friends who are amongst us. We are in every sector of society on Earth. The homeless man you might meet, you know, on the corner, just might be Gandalf the White and greet him and, you know, send him more love, just like Omini experienced with this other man. Our first order of business is to this beloved planet, Mother Gaia, and her complete restoration and the return of heaven to earth. There may be eye-opening moments at these January 6th committee hearings. Place all of this in the hands of Lady Master Liberty and Lady Master Hope, place the violet fire, Satnam Namaste. And I pass the talking stick back to you, Caroline. Caroline? I'm sorry. I was taking notes and then I had to get back to this screen so I could unmute myself. Um, <laughs> I just want to quickly say, not to be too annoying, it was actually Congress member John Lewis um, who talked about good trouble. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I was thinking about him today. Yeah. yeah. And what Dr. Is- King talked about it too. Okay, wonderful. I just, I love the way he, uh, Congress member Lewis said, you know, when you see something that's just not right or not fair, not just do something, get in trouble, get into good trouble, necessary trouble, he called it, which is so beautiful. And he was right there at the forefront uh, with Dr. King at the, in the fifties, forefront yeah. of the civil rights uh, movement. And um, what an astounding example he was for all of us. And I feel his presence and that of others who have passed on uh, as we're looking at these um, these hearings happening. And uh, I hope people will sit up and, and not just ignore it this time. I hope they'll really watch these hearings and really care and engage on a heart level. And, um, you know, I, I'm looking at, um, I was taking notes as you're speaking, Raman, um, you know, as you were talking about the, the these hearings being so important, I I feel they show reflect a shift in consciousness, and um, yeah, yeah, it, it is. I mean, the very fact that you know, I, I don't mean to digress or change the subject, but the fact that Dick Cheney's daughter is up there running these hearings and we all know Dick Cheney was as evil as they come. And she's not taken after her father. No, she's not. And this is huge. And she's a Republican too. It's about the right thing to do here when you're seeing stuff that's going on where 19 innocent children are killed in cold blood. 
we got to fix this and we got to fix it now or something else is going to happen where, you know, the galactics will do their part and people are going to have to deal with that fact. And all of us at this round table are going to kind of have to figure out how to talk to folks so they don't think we're nuts. (laughs) And, And not that we are, but there, you know, there is something to this about how we can take this to the higher level, like Dr. Greer speaks about, if you even dream of having another conversation with a group of beings from another star system, another galaxy, let alone our neighboring solar system, first of all, put down the gun and pick up your heart. That's simple. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like we have turned a very strange, but very vital corner uh, the last few weeks. And um, certainly, um, you know, if you saw democracy now today, the new show with uh, anchored by Amy Goodman and um, the conversations going on, on that show currently and the particularly they showed a video of one of the children who survived and um, just um, just really really astounding both the bravery and the intelligence of these children and also the flip side being that they are resigned in the sense wise beyond their years because of what they've witnessed and this little one today, this 10, 11-year-old child said she didn't feel safe at school and she felt it could happen again. And yeah. we're at that turning point where the old crowd are so desperate that they want to traumatize children in the sense like what Omin was talking to us about a month or so ago about vicarious trauma. And children are no doubt having conversations of what about when it happens to our school at our school or what if or 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 when, not even if, but when, and expecting it. And yet that also places them outside of this sort of very sleepy, hypnotized norm, say that my generation grew up with, that you just grow up, get as good an education as you can, get a job get married, have children, and and kill over eventually. Hopefully not before you're 70 kind of a thing. And people are completely awake now because of all these desperate actions, even the children, I mean, not everyone, but even our children and teenagers are shifting powerfully and becoming, you know, I feel like their souls are blending them with a, a more powerful light then would be there if these dreadful events weren't happening. And instead of it only traumatizing the population, I feel it's drawing a line, pulling in more intervention on the galactic level and putting people in a position to say, this whole system is rigged against us. This isn't working. And we're going to create our own from now on. And instead of shoving us further into fear and inaction, it's actually had the opposite effect. I feel people are going to stand up because that's what these energies are doing. 
And I don't know, Rama, if your people would agree with that or if we, what you've been saying is aligned with that, you know, as far as recounting it's what your contacts are. I could say yes. It's catalyzing the energies on the higher levels that even, you know, like um, the Radiant Rose Academy and other uh, spiritual teachings uh, across the spectrum here are saying this is the time for action and standing up truth to power where love is the answer like his holiness the Dalai Lama speaks about and having loving compassion and kindness for the situations going on Mm. and to be able to see what is actually happening in the sense some of the footage that they have in their little cachet or stash of what they're going to roll out here with these hearings, let's say, you know, some of this stuff is pretty eye-opening, like we were told, because the anger and hate that is going on right now has to do with the fact that our politicians, almost all of them, maybe aside from Bernie Sanders or the squad, are being bribed. And Tom Hartman talked about this many times. Other folks have talked to me about it. Mr. X has explained to me, if you saw the rooms full of cash or the mountains of treasure, these Congress creatures I'll call are bribed with including the lobbyists that are in Washington is insane it is out of these strange movies that we watch where these people have their megalomaniac ideas about controlling the planet and this is where it steps into I'll just say the paranormal where if you think you're going to try to control the planet or the folks that are coming in trying to help the planet ascend, you got another thing coming. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I passed the talking, Steve. <laughs> well, well, that, before you do that, Rama. Yes. You know, this lovely, this dear woman who's so wise and apparently very, very powerful, or she wouldn't still be on the earth, uh, Sister Rosa, saying time to talk to the captain, and it's time that, he, you know, she's feeling it's, it's quite imminent that we'll see him on the airwaves soon. Um, what was your reaction, and, and do you feel that? You know, it's your father. Are you feeling that way, that it's... Very, very close. (laughs) Uh, The way I can describe it is that I wake up each day and I get a sense that, you know, something is brewing. And all of a sudden, I'm just, you know, it's not going to be the usual fare, you know, on any particular given day where. You know, all of a sudden, you're not going to be watching the news or any of the other stuff, but there's going to be 
uh, a test pattern screen on the TV and you'll hear an EBS test and then there'll be official news and information. And it could very well be like what we have experienced, like I played that YouTube of Commander Rillon taking over the airwaves and just saying, you know, this is the voice of Cap, you know, Commander Rillon, or this is the voice of Captain Astar. We need to have a serious talk about the situation on the planet because it can't continue in the present vein. And as you want peace, it has to begin with you. Yeah. Wonderful. I've kind of been getting the feeling like it could happen at any moment. But then I think to myself, that's just thinking. <laughs> and yet it's got a different feel to it this time. It does feel it a bit does. different. I'll, yes. I'll yes. maybe jump in here, Caroline, if I'm not. Yes, sure. Um, I take some time. I don't always get through the whole thing, but I listen at least to the headlines on the Internet, on the laptop here of RT headline news. And uh, they are telling a completely different story. Like they're saying that um, Putin is winning by a long shot. And it's completely a cover-up that the Western media are doing on that issue. Uh, Yet, and... These people are on it. They got they got their teams on the ground and they're witnessing all the things that Zelensky is doing and saying that Russia's doing it. And they're showing it. They are literally right on the ground and showing what they're doing and what Zelensky is doing. And and Lavrov said this, or the defense minister also said it from Russia that. Uh, the Russian people are not blocking the export uh, ports for the wheat to go out and the other grains and the oils. And, and it's not going that way. It's Zelensky that's doing it himself. And see, what's going on there is that uh, that stuff goes to Africa and the people in Africa are literally dying because they have nothing to eat. Yes one every 48 seconds or something like that, some horrifying number. Yes. And this has to to do with, uh, we played, what's his name uh, on pirate television about, about Biden. And uh, what's his name? He's a. Do you win weapons inspector? Yes. Scott Ritter. Scott Ritter. And Scott Ritter said it in English. He says, I don't like Joe Biden at all. And he said, this guy is playing the most disgusting game, pretending he's a devout, you know, Catholic. And behind the scenes, he knows all about what Zelensky's doing. And he's condoning it. And he went to, he went, he went in 2014, he went to Ukraine and he set it up for his son to make $50,000 a month. And his son was on crack cocaine the whole time he was there. And Joe Biden set it up for this war to start back then. 
and they have been killing the Ukrainian people since then. That all of that is on his hands, not by himself. He was going in there with. Um, uh, he ran for president. He's not here anymore. Uh, in, in here, huh? John what, McCain. What, yeah. John oh, McCain. Oh, McCain. He went McCain, in there okay. with John McCain. Him. Lindsey Graham. Uh, Lindsey Graham was in there too. That's right. Yeah. And there were a few other culprits. Uh, Netanyahu was going in there and Shinzo Abe from Japan were going in there. Mm-hmm. And this is a bloodbath. Uh, Japan, Israel, the United States uh, setting up a killing spree. And they're not telling how many people are dead in Ukraine from that no. experience. And they're not even talking they're, a they're little about what the Ukrainian, the there's a special battalion. It's called the, uh, the Nazi Canadian, one. The what? The Nazi faction. Yeah, they're Nazis. The Azov yeah. yeah. battalion. Yes, the Azov battalion. Thank you, Penny. Thank you, Carolyn. <laughs> Thank you, Baba. Good. <laughs> Everybody's educated. But that that is nothing less than full blown Nazi going in there. Yeah, and the, see the wisdom. This is the other part. You know, people are saying, "What have you been smoking today, yesterday, or the day before, Rabba?" Mm-hmm. Every day you went up. Yeah, sure, you went up on the New Jerusalem. Just you know, uh, yeah. I was going to an esoteric healing uh, seminar in uh, Houston, Texas. Every year, a couple of weeks, and I used to stay at some of the students' place there. And um, this one student that I was staying with, and it was the first time I went down there. I can't remember what year that was. It was a long time ago. Oh, maybe in the late 60s, early 70s. Uh, Anyway, uh, I had to climb up these stairs, but... uh, they had all these nice townhouses and then they had a little park area going down the center. And then there were townhouses on the other side. And I was walking down the park area, you know, and there was these two young ladies and they were walking the other way and they looked up and they looked over at me and, you know, my name at birth is Marilyn, (laughs) but they said, Marilyn, they called my name. And I looked at them and they looked at me and I said, how do you know my name? And they said, we heard it. Is that your name? I went, yeah. And I said, we had a pleasant conversation, but I I mean, that's a fairly esoteric experience deep in the heart of Texas, you might say. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And then they told me where to find you know, the place that I was looking for. And they just said, uh, you know, they said goodbye. <laughs> and they went their way. And then I went there and there was about six or seven stairs to the entrance uh, up on the second level, you might say. And there was another place to go around and into the first level, but we I was going up to the second level. And um, I got to the top of the stairs 
not at the top platform, but this, you know, the next one down. And I was standing there and I was looking at this succulent plant. It was t- uh, uh, at, li- at least five feet tall. And I looked at it and I was very, very uh, aware of the presence of the consciousness of the plant. And the plant bowed to me. <laughs> and it wasn't a small bow. Wow. And I was going, what? <laughs> First, I get these people calling my name and they don't know if that's my name. And then I get this experience. And this was going on in many, 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 many other ways the whole couple of weeks I was there the first time. Mm. So it doesn't matter where you are. The energy of your consciousness will attract an experience that is maybe very beyond normal, to say the least. And I just wanted to offer that as a contribution because that's not an experience that you would have expected under the conditions and the place. Mm-hmm. I'll pass the talking stick. Yeah. yeah, wonderful. I love that. I'm <laughs> wondering, I'm feeling that the, the people who knew your name intuitively, they heard it. Maybe they were soul family. Or you walked into some very high vibrational area where people were um, not held back by the usual third dimensional, third dimensional boundaries. Um, I mean, when I went finally to the school, you know, he has a school down there. Not anymore. He moved to Arizona with all the stuff. But um, at the time, uh, I went into the schoolroom, the classroom with all these other people. And I was going, where are these people from? They can't be from Texas. <laughs> I mean, the minute you open their mouth, they would—they definitely had that uh, giveaway accent. But um, uh-huh. uh, the and the knowledge they had. I mean, he's teaching—he's teaching about uh, esoteric healing. He, he's teaching about uh, the stars and about the planets and about the energies that are available uh, that these planets uh, have relationship with our planet and us. I, I mean, the nature of the teachings, I was just like, wow, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and and teaching the teachings of Isis and Osiris and Horus and Set. And I mean, this is happening and I pursued it no matter where it was. Mm. So yeah. it's time for us to know. And this conversation and all the people we know and Doug and, and uh, Don, uh, this whole connection we have, the span of where we all come from. And, you know, Micah knows Canada uh, better than I do. Because uh, he spent a lot more time up there in his shorter life than even I at this time. But um, then we've got Penny and we've got Randy spending, was it 20 years in Thailand? Is that right, Randy? And 
and having an, a healing center there that people from all over the world would come to and experiencing the local energy of the people. And there was a lot of killing going on around those days too. And he was living in a really big city. What's the name of that place? Bangkok. We, we lived outside of Bangkok, not in the city. That was better, right? Bangkok's wild. It's Very, a wild city. Yeah. One thing I'd like to mention, Mr. Kesh called out Nassau the other night in his public meeting. He said to Nassau, if you would kindly provide me the exact coordinates of where Apollo 11 landed, we'll send some people over there and see if there's any artifacts or anything there. We can come back for souvenirs. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> so tell us what what exactly with this simulation, the space travel simulation, is that an introduction to his space program? What What's the bigger picture there, Randy, that you can tell? The bigger picture is, again, we're not going to be allowed off the planet unless we stop the war. So, if you want to travel the universe, he's given you the ability to travel with your soul through the technology of the universe. Or if you want to physically take the craft and fly, excuse me, you can do that too. So realize, and he's also, you don't need any of this, he said. You do this every night you dream. Every night you leave your body, you travel the universe. You may or may not remember it, but you have that within you. But why not learn how to refine it? Why not learn how to travel with your soul and meet the people that Rama meets on the ships? And he has said, the people with the ships are already asking him, can you share this technology? It's better than ours. <laughs> wow. Because it uses soul travel. See, some of the beings, the reason they're so interested in Earth is because the human race, our reigns of emotions are the highest reigns of emotion of any creature in the universe. Yes. Of the universe. So, are we going to go out and be ambassadors? You bet your bippy we are. But you have to be ready to sit there across the desk with a 14-foot-tall praying mantis and sitting beside him is a 10-foot-tall octopus. And they're speaking to you in your mind. And not flip out. Not And not flip know, out. Lose it, yeah. But if you're at the table, You've already made it. You've already made it. And to realize, he said to realize also, if you go into any of this technology with any aforementioned thought of hurting anyone or anything, nothing works. Yes. Nothing works. And your soul will also be logged into that system as a person. Of that nature. You have to remember that out in the universe, we're not known by Harry or George or Sam or Fred or Bill. We're known by our energy signatures. Yes. And we 
And in that thing, telepathic communication is the only way of communication. Here, people practice what they call light language. Well, what light language is, excuse me, it's simply, if you look at the book in the Keys of Enoch, you're taking those fire letters and you're turning them into a sound frequency for your physicality. That's why when J.G. Hurtock brought out that book, a lot of people, oh, what's all that? I, I can't understand that. Because you're trying to understand the physicality, what I like, we like to call the matter state, which is the physicality, not the plasma state, which is the state of the universe, of the energy, which your spirit resides, it's, it's exactly the same thing, to understand that. And all that is coming to light now. And we are turning into different kinds of beings, but we're going to retain our physicality because that's what people want to learn about. How do you cope on your planet with your physicality going through all these changes? Well, if you'd like to sit down and like to have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or some, what's that wild drink you bought there from uh, Venus? Uh, I'll try one of those. We have to learn to get along with ourselves before we can learn to get along with our galactic brothers and sisters. They won't do it for us. They will give us all the energy, and they'll give us all the guidance. But we have to learn how to listen to what that is. So if you're in the middle of the ocean screaming for a boat, make sure that's what you want. And if you ask for a boat, make sure you ask for the oars too. Because the boat's no good if you can't steer it. I pass the talking stick. It's <laughs> a, a good adage. Um, what I find interesting is that there are ETs who are um, not very kind in that my friend, Dave Barnett, who's been on the show a number of times, he's an energy healer, wonderful energy worker, and does energy clearings. And he clears not only dark beings and these discarnate entities, people who just refused to move into the light, too frightened to do so or didn't want to do that uh, when their body died or what happened. But he also disengages ETs from humans at times. And one of the things that they do is sometimes try to egg us on. They try to worsen a situation and influence the people uh, here or there who are affecting someone who's already quite empathic and sensitive because they're watching us kind of like lab rats. They want to see the extremes of emotion and they're studying it. It's very new to them. And of course, this doesn't strike them as cruel or uh, very uh, ill-placed intention because um, they don't grasp emotion as being incredibly important to one's experience and outlook. They're just fascinated. So there are some downsides to being the ones who feel everything in the universe. But the upside is that we have a chance on this planet, I feel, to experience incredibly accelerated path of growth in every single life that we take on, and none more so than right now. As we leave this dense, duality-oriented third dimension and begin to remember who we really are, 
and the scales fall from our eyes and the veils around us disappear so that we sense and see some, even see and experience some days higher dimensions like uh, Tara did with the plant who responded to her so beautifully bowing to her in other dimensional frequencies. People will talk to a plant and say, where would you like to be? Where shall I plant you? Where shall I put this potted plant? Or what tree would you like to be near? And the plant will respond and explain and say what they want. And they do it energetically. They do it through an energy transmission, which is what light language is and um, telepathically. And we have this ability. We really do. I started doing it just for fun. Years ago, I I would put my hand on a tree trunk and say, tell me your story, friend, because they are record keepers. They're wonderful that way. And they would start relaying to me. They would send me images of what the area looked like four or 500 years ago. There's still Native Americans wandering here or there and hunting, and there there was no clearing. And the, the brook, you know, the stream I was near was different and on and on. They just start explaining things. So that telepathy is there, but we've been switched off from it. We've been told it's nonsense. We don't have to stick with that anymore. You know, if this crowd is going to throw away everything decent and normal that we know about Earth life and try to shove us to that edge, we're going to walk off that edge, but not in a suicidal way. We're going to expect the bridge to appear, like Rama always reminds us of that really wonderful image from the Indiana Jones film where the bridge doesn't appear until he steps out into what appears to be just an open chasm. And this is where we are. Yeah. It's scary and upsetting some days, but we're also throwing away all of these ridiculous um, fake explanations of what life and the universe really is and what divinity really is. So if anybody else would like, input there. I have more questions for Rama, <laughs> but if anyone else would like input on that or any other point, uh, we're happy to hear it. Absolutely. And um, we can give our numbers again uh, for those who would like to call in 888-429-5471, or you can call 323-744- Four eight four one. Wonderful. So already, so Rama, yeah, <laughs> have questions. Um, tell me, tell us again. That was Rosa from Palestine who was talking about the IDF. Yes. Yeah. How long has Rosa been there? Is she from there? Are you allowed to tell us that? She is from Palestine. She's a reporter who used to work for Al Jazeera. Just okay. like the lady that was killed. Just like Shireen. Mm-hmm. And um, Shireen was only 50 when they did that. To yeah. yeah. Rosa lost her job from Al Jazeera at the time when they um, destroyed the, uh, uh, their. The the, building with all the offices. That's right. Yep. 
the IDF did that. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and this is a larger story that has to do with the racism that's going on where Palestinians are treated like black people here and yeah. over there it's even worse than it is here in the sense where every day people come to uh, pray at the Dome of the Rock, the al Oscar Mosque and the IDF are just brutal. And if they don't like the way you part your hair, they're going to basically rough you up and maybe kill you. It's, you know, that crazy. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. It, it is a, a war that is going on. It is a war about ethnic cleansing where the folks that are in power right now in Israel have a racist agenda. And it has to do with this larger story that the Khazars, and I would also call them the zealots who follow the idea that in order to save this planet there needs to be some kind of monumental event that you know like the um, destruction of the Dome of the Rock Mm -hmm. that kind of thing it has to be something negative like that well the prophecies that are connected with the crazies and Zionists and the zealots in Israel, they speak about something happening to the Dome of the Rock that would incite uh, worldwide violence. We don't need any more. We've got plenty as it is. Right. But uh, this is all connected with the... Aren't there some good prophecies around that we can focus on? Of course. Let's look at that. Yeah. I mean, those things that we think about, they become self-fulfilling. Yeah. And I know that the new prime minister of Israel is... He's a beast. He's a beast. (laughs) To put it simply. Yes, yes. And it is about this ethnic cleansing story, which is a, a, a difficult subject. Because the racism over here, the racism over there, and and most of Congress is a party to this because they support Israel through APAC and the other Jewish organizations in this country that take donations and, uh, you know, supposedly it's to help the people of Israel, and it's all bright buddy. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. What what I could maybe just chime in really quickly. Um, thank you so much, Rama, for sharing uh, all of this knowledge with everyone about the true kind of history of of like the time that past timeline sort of thing, if I could say it that way. 
because it really is if 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 everybody all, all of us could kind of start focusing on the new timelines and the new so-called not new prophecies they're prophecies that have been around for ancient times that have been talking about the time that we are in right now which is the shift yeah. and it's it's a paradigm shift that that most people aren't fully aware of yet but there's so many of us that are aware of it and that's the key and the more of us that become aware of this paradigm shift it's like it's already done it's already a done deal like it's 100% i have myself i have zero doubt that that we are now moving into a brand new world that that that's like just brand new baby born like like baby almost but but it's literally like the start of a brand new life for all of us and and even like the like like um penny was saying earlier about the elderly folks that are smiling through their masks but they're so confused because they have the beautiful most beautiful soul and heart and they've just like they're not used to going through this kind of an experience you know they're they've been through wars like they're in their 70s or 80s you know but like for them to be going through this now with cell phones and internet and something they've never even been part of their life before they don't understand it and they still don't understand it you know what i mean like they're they're um I remember watching a video a long time, maybe a year and a half ago, in the middle of COVID. And it was this elderly man on my Telegram channel. And he was in his like 80s or 90s. And he was from this area where I've been living for the past couple of years. And his family was all farmers. They grew up working super, super duper hard, working the land. Uh, you know, they had animals, they had a big family kind of thing. And this man was in his 80s or 90s. I don't know. He was elder, elder, elder. And and he, I remember him coming on this video. He just like for the first time ever in his entire life, somebody asked him to do a little recording and just share with with all of us what his experience was living through the past like year i think it was about a year ago so you know it would it had been about a year of this covid thing where everything got locked down and all the people were in their homes and nobody had any understanding of why we were locked down really it's like some sort of virus or something i don't really know and this man like he said on his interview he was like look you guys, I just came for the first time in like months and months and months. And we don't, we don't have internet. We don't have, we don't even know what COVID is. We're on our land. We've been living on our land for the last like an entire lifetime. You know, like they've carried on their, their, um, their families from before them. And they're still working the land. Anyways, this man 
in his 80s or 90s, um, he came on and he said, I came with my wife of like 50 years. We just wanted to come to Nelson to have a meal. That's all. We came out for the first time in like months and months and months. And we drove from our farm to Nelson in our old pickup truck. And we wanted to have a meal. So we went to the place that we normally go, that we like the restaurant. And they asked us for a, a vaccine passport. And the man was like, what's that? I don't understand. And they said, it's on your cell phone. And the man said to the young waitress, he said, we don't own a cell phone, sweetheart. We just came here to have a meal. And she, she told this old man, she told because her boss told her to tell him, I'm sorry, sir, but you can't eat here because you don't have a vaccine passport on, on, your, on your cell phone. And the old man was so confused and also upset because he drove like maybe an hour from his home in the valley to all the way to the city that's like an hour drive away just to go for a meal. And and he said, he, he actually spoke kind of, <laughs> if I remember, I can't, I'm not going to even repeat it, but he said some things on the interview that he was just so couldn't believe that the world had come to this. And uh, anyhow, that's my two cents for now. And I just wanted to I talk, talk too long. So I pass the talking stick back to you, uh, Caroline. Well, you know, uh, we're raised to feel that someone who isn't keyed in to the larger issues is just really missing life. And yet I have to envy where this man is coming from and envy his, his experience of just being connected to the land and living every day and getting swept up in, in hysteria and false agendas, which is what that pandemic was. I'm not saying that no one suffered or died because they did, but it was planned. And he, he just lives outside of that. He's above it. And that's very, very beautiful. I'm very sorry that they weren't admitted to the restaurant, but I think that they did go there for that on a higher level. They went there to anchor their energies into the madness. Ab that, absolutely. That Caroline, uh, yeah. excuse me. I'm sorry to interrupt. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. And you know what they ended up doing was they went home and they cooked a really nice home cooked meal. That was like a thousand times better. Yeah. So, so, and then they cooked it from their own garden. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, which is all so, organic, and exactly. they don't even have to think of the word organic. They just think fresh, <laughs> fresh food. The organic yeah. doesn't register for them. They just grow yeah. the food on the land like they've always done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very beautiful. And you're carrying that on where you are as well, Micah, which is wonderful. Yeah, well, That's I'm much. really grateful to be able to grow food on this land. These these people that have uh, allowed me to plant a garden this year. They've been growing food here for 20 years on the same land, in the same yeah. garden. And yeah. they said, go ahead, Micah, because we're not going to make it home from Mexico to plant the garden this year. So 
if you want to go ahead and help us out or we'll go ahead and plant your own garden and just have as much as you can to share with your people in the valley here your friends and family and and have lots of fresh organic um and i'm using plasma too it's a fun experiment i'm using the plasma on all of the garden this year wow I use be great. The, yeah, I use I use <laughs> CO2 plasma, which uh, uh, the the basically there's so many different kinds of plasma. Okay, right. So yeah. like Mr. Kesh originally gave as a gift to humanity cup number one and cup number two, and that was when coronavirus first hit the world. Okay, and he said right away, he's like, okay, let's create something for people to help them get through this. And so he did and he gave it as a gift. And if anybody could tune in at the time, uh, then they would have the knowledge in order to heal themselves from this so-called virus that just came and hit the world. And it wasn't even necessarily a natural thing because really viruses from my understanding are kind of, well, I don't know too much about it and that's not for me to say anything about it, but all I can say is that these particular um, plasma uh, cup number one and cup number two were doing were healing people of coronavirus. Like he, they have actual documented. Oh. Uh, yeah, they actually have like a like a trial that they did that's documented that they released and people could actually purchase this on Amazon. And I can't remember the exact name. Maybe Randy could tune in. But it was basically um, successful application of GANS plasma to uh, in in the um, prevention treatment uh, two other thing and cure. They actually said cure because they could. The only reason they say that was because they did the trials. It was like an actual like clinical trial. We're like, like everybody does, you know, in that world of science, they have to do clinical trials in order to say they can do stuff like yes. on their late, right? Yes. Yeah. So anyhow, I, from my understanding, they did that. And maybe Randy could, I, I'm not going to say that I know anything, but I know that they definitely re- released that book. And it was a, it was a documentation of the, the people that they helped. Uh, that were very very sick with like like the science said that they had COVID and they were dying and stuff and they helped them like get back to life and like go back home from being in the hospital um, from like over like a very short period of time just from using this plasma um, this GANS plasma the water it's it's not the GANS it's the plasma. Okay, so the GANS is what gets created out of like nothing, like out of thin air. It just happens. It's like you you put this these coils together, and like zinc plate and copper coils, and all of a sudden, with a mixture of salt water, and and then also a nano coating, which is the magic of it all. You have to nano coat the cop one of the copper wires. And or there's two different there's multiple different setups, but cup number one is two copper coils. One is nano coated in the middle, and then a zinc plate on the other side. 
and then you have to connect them all together. And then you put salt water, which has to be about 150 grams of fine sea salt. And it has to be fully mixed perfectly. Like there's no salt. You can't see it anymore. It's fully mixed into one liter of water. And then you pour that into a liter mason jar with this setup of two coils, uh, two copper coils and a zinc plate that one is nano coated. So there's multiple ways to nano coat these things. But Mr. Keshkin, he says you can use a, a, a flame like a torch. And you have to uh, basically torch this copper coil to the point, like maybe five or six times, slowly and gently. And you kind of just heat it so it turns like a bright orange, but or not even. And you just slowly go all the way up this coil about five or six times. And then it that's what makes it nano-coated. And then you put the salt water in there. And then all of a sudden, it's like magic. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, and the, this this little white kind of no, almost like snowflakes, they start to form, like from the 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 um, non physical world. Basically, they start to come into the physicality where we can see it as a physical thing, and that's what the Gans is. And it starts to like fall like snowflakes, sort of, and then it all goes to the bottom. And then there's another process. I'm not going to go into it all right now, but you can look it all up on the Keshe Foundation website on the wiki area. And there's so many different GANs, but you really have to follow. It's so important. Don't like go off and try to learn it from somebody else or something. I can't stress how important it is to follow the Keshe Foundation only. There's a website online. It's called keshfoundation.org, I believe. Or there's also KFSSI, which org, which yeah. means which means Keshe Foundation Spaceship Institute. It's actually cash.foundation i think oh, micah let me you, just Caroline. plug that I'm in sorry <laughs> thank you so much and there's sorry. also pla- there's also plasmaalchemy.org which is my website that i created by myself and i never had any website experience before but i did it and i'm pretty happy and i think everybody approved it from the foundation so i'm allowed to publish yeah. it Fantastic. and so if, if anybody wants to check that out there's a lot of material and information on there like so much and there's links to the cash foundation spaceship institute and the cash foundation or sorry like you said caroline what is it cash dot foundation yes indeed mm-hmm. thank you so much and i passed what's, the talking fit. well before you do that what's the url to your website again um, right so it's www dot plasma p l a s m a Alchemy, A L C H E M Y dot org, O R G. Oh, plasma alchemy dot org. That's a great name. Excellent. Thank you. Yes, that was my thought. I wanted to do that out of my own creation. So, has it got information on it um, to help people who want to start out with the basics with cup one and cup two? 
Absolutely. Yes. Okay, great. If you go to, if you go on that website, there's a number of different links on it on the top bar. Um, and they one of them is called resources. And then you just click on resources. And then there's there's a number of different links on there to different things. But one of them says one cup, one life. And if you click on that, it says one cup, one life, and it's underlined. If you just click on that, it will take you to another link. And it has pretty much, it's an instruction from Mr. Kesh himself. And it's in virtually every language on the planet. So if you are not English, if anybody listening to this call, or if you know anybody that doesn't understand English or they're Italian or Russian or any other language, you can just go to that link and then, and then click on the, the, the teaching from Mr. Cash in your language and it'll give you the subtitle to, so you can understand how to do it if you're Russian or Chinese or you know, this is how Mr. Kesh did it. It's amazing. He did it so that it's not just in English, right? It's like he wanted to teach all languages across the world. And anybody that was like caught on to it, like, you know, if you're from China or Japan, I don't know if there's Japanese. I'm not sure. Maybe Randy knows. But there's like Italian and Russian and Chinese and... um Bulgarian and Norwegian and Swedish and like uh, German and Austrian. All I know, like I have contacts of people from all of these, not all of the ones I said, but through the Universal Council and through the Keshe Foundation Knowledge Seekers, I have had this blessing to meet all of these people. And it's been really incredible. Like, like I, I can say that I have universal council members from the Cash Foundation that I'm good friends with. Like I talk to them on Telegram and and I've become contacts with them through being coming a knowledge seeker and being accepted by the Cash Foundation and by Mr. Cash himself and and also the the like the head of the sales team, which is Mr. Krasmir Kostov, who's he's a Universal Council member for the land. He represents the Bulgarian language. So all Bulgarian language people, that's who he represents as a Universal Council member of the Kesh Foundation. And he's been a knowledge seeker for over 10 years, a decade plus. With the with the cash, probably even longer. I don't know exactly, but he's been around a really long time, and he's very, very, very close with Mister Cash. And Mister Cash, because he came to know him personally over many years, he gave him the title of Universal Council Member for the Bulgarian language. And then he also, after that. He said, okay, I'd like you to be in charge of my entire sales team for the whole world. And I'm just the guy from Canada, but it took me about nine or 10 months. I applied to become a, a distributor. Like, and this was way back, like 
I don't know, 2020 or something, maybe even before that. And, uh, and it took me a long time, but they, 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 they read my application form and they saw how excited I was to be, to have even an opportunity like that, to be even like, to be even, to even to be able to like be conscious of it because I was tuned in. And I was, I was on these public teachings and also even uh, not public teachings that were every Sunday with, with Randy because my dear friend Randy Miller, who's been a knowledge seeker way longer than me, he said, Micah, you got to come and check this out and start coming to these teachings and just tune in and start learning. And I was so gung-ho about it because Randy, uh, anybody that is my mother, <laughs> anybody that she speaks very, 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 very extremely high, highly of, I listen to her. And then I'm going to definitely listen to the person she recommends me to maybe give him a call or just talk to him and learn from him or whoever it is. And so I want to say I'm very grateful to you, Randy, and to you, my mother, Tara Green, and also to you, Rama, and every single person on this roundtable, Caroline and Omina and Vinayak, who's not with us, but we send him so much love and compassion and, and healing energy if he will accept it. And, um, and everybody, you know, I'm just, Penny. Much love to you and much love to this entire audience um, worldwide, as I understand it. There's could be up to 30,000 people every month or something like that. I'm not sure, but all of everyone. So I send much, uh, much gratitude and, and love to all of you. So I pass the talking stick again and I talk too long again. Thank you. <laughs> no, Caroline. not at all. Thank you so much, Micah. It's very helpful. And I'm thrilled that you're doing that. Um, tell us again, plasmaalchemy.org? Yes, that's correct. That, that's okay, correct. So if, if people go to cash.foundation or they're listening well, to the knowledge yeah. seekers or whatever, and they're kind of confused, really, I think what Mike is offering is a bit of a step up. You know, a bit well, of a helping hand. <laughs> I just, I, what I did was I tried to simplify it a little more because, because like if you go to Keshe.foundation or if you go to like even the, the, I do recommend going to kfssi.org. Um, There's a link on my website to it. If, if you, in the very front page, when you go to plasmaalchemy.org, if you you you're gonna see um, the evolution of humanity is the very first thing you're gonna see, and it says you know um, uh, um, one second here. I'm just gonna plasma alchemy, the evolution of humanity, one planet, one nation, one race, world peace through plasma energy. And then if you scroll just underneath that, you'll see the logo of KFSSI, Cash Foundation Spaceship Institute. And if you click on that logo, 
it's going to take you directly to that cache, the, the, the one that, you know, that particular link. So anyways, and then, and then again, there's, you know, there's an about section on my website, which will tell people they can go there. We are here to serve, not to be served. A new paradigm shift is here with plasma science and space technology. With applications to virtually every known industry on the planet, from health and wellness, agriculture, energy, transportation, family and home, spiritual, soul, and many, many, many more revolutionary advancements that are 1,000 years plus advanced to anything known up to this point in the recorded history anyway i'm not saying that in the in the world of science and space technology and the essence of the keshe foundation and its main purpose and end goal is world peace and the reintegration into the universal community which is where we are now everyone one nation one planet one race and one soul and there's a message to humanity. There's a video on there. I highly recommend people check out. And there's a link. You can look up Mehran Tavakoli Kesh. It's his autobiography. And there's a picture of him on there. And then we have the uh, the new horizontal enhancement unit video. And then there's a link to the Universal Council who I was sharing with everyone. And then there's one. Uh, there's the Earth Council as well which um, I still have to get to acquainted with those people. They're amazing too. And they're part of the Keshe Foundation. And they have representatives from Africa and Asia and Europe and Australia and North America and South America. One planet united in peace, everyone. And, uh, and then there's a link to the plasma space technology, which is uh, the universal body enhancement spaceship unit. You can look at the videos if you click on there. Vertical enhancement. Anyhow, I'm not going to go any further. You guys can all go to the website and check it out. So, um, yes. And I think it's almost way past our show. So I'm going to pass the talking <laughs> stick back to you, Caroline. All right. That is fine. Thank you so much, Micah. Really lovely to know about that uh, that website. And I, I think um, I had seen it before, but not for a while. And it's it's really terrific. And it's just fascinating to look at all these technologies. And absolutely, this is global. It's galactic. It's intergalactic. So thank you so much. And um, huge thanks to our audience for listening, whether you're listening live or on replay and uh, podcast or what have you. Um, and huge thanks to all of the co-hosts and our panelists, Penny and Micah, who, uh, who really round things out. So um, I think we're ready. Unless somebody has something else they really want to add, I think probably we're ready. Uh, Don? What I'd like to say just for a second, uh, Caroline, is what yeah. Mike has referred to is in June 2020, the, Mr. Kesh put out and the Kesh Foundation voted a 186-page scientific report about corona. And this was part of it was where they went into a hospital they sprayed the hospital inside and out, the parking lot, everything. Uh, everybody, there was a hundred people in there all suffering from, from the virus. 
and not a single, every single person was healed. Only two people stayed in the hospital because they had other complications from other things. Then they went and proceeded to do everyone in the town of 50,000. And this is all documented by the, by the military. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal. Really phenomenal. This is, this really is a new era we're in. And uh, I have to, to give thanks for that. And uh, I hope that everyone will see that and, and be thankful and sort of and come out of, of any feeling of passivity or loss or helplessness when they're ready and realize this is a great hour. Beautiful. So, all right. Thank you again to everyone. And Don, music, please, maestro. <laughs> Tara, he seems to listen to you. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, before he before I call call the captain on the bridge. Um uh I I don't remember, I think it was on the Tom Hartman show or somewhere, but somebody said that there is a record. I think it's at the Smithsonian Institute that General George Washington got visited by some little green men. <laughs> on the battlefield and they identified themselves as praying mantis people and gave him some uh, recommendations. I don't remember exactly what, but that's, that is recorded history in the name of green alchemy. I pass the talking stick back. Commander Don, music maestro calling you time for music. Thank you everyone. And good night.